0: Welcome back to Two Dykes, One Mike. I am Chloe. And I'm Kimmy. So welcome back and um, we just want to say thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate all your feedback, all your lessons, all your support, your shares, everything to do with it. We really, really appreciate it um, and hopefully we can keep delivering good episodes that you'd like to listen to. So we have a very special episode for episode three. We have our very first guest on, which is very exciting and um, it's going to be a really good conversation. We have um, my sister on, Amy Duthie. Hi hi <laughs> so second best stuffy in the room i did oh, say the title i'll challenge that one <laughs> i did say the title of this week's so is going to be two dykes one night, one hetero so because <laughs> <laughs> we've got our first guest on um, um. So yeah, so we have a very exciting topic of conversation that we are going to discuss, but first of all, we'll start with a joke, as always, so it's a bit less art than what Kimmy's was last week. <laughs> I was
1: just being my authentic self, so <laughs> I loved it. you, <laughs> Thanks, you, you did. did, <laughs> you did get a
0: few laughs to be fair, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, okay, so I saw a man at the beach shouting, help, shark help, and I just laughed because I knew that shark wasn't going to help him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, Chloe. Wow, That is a total dad joke. <laughs> it is. And I love that I laugh more at everyone
0: jokes yeah, than what anyone else does. Um, so yes, we will get into it. Yeah,
1: so we've got our guest speaker Amy here today and the topic that she's going to talk about, she's very well versed in. Um, so we're going to talk about nature versus nurture. So Amy,
2: just to begin, um, what's your opinion on that argument? So I tend to think that people are a product of their environment which goes towards like the kind of nurture side so how they're kind of brought up but starting with the, the nature side there has been um, studies that show genetic makeup and genes are passed down family members so it means that um, you already have those genes kind of in your, in your life and you potentially could display those behaviours as you grow up Mm -hmm. it's no set in stone it is literally a gene that potentially could um, display kind of acts as you go on so it could be like criminal acts or it could be nice things like Mm -hmm. it makes you a a better person or whatever like I always just tend to kind of think about criminal side because that's what I've studied which is probably (laughs) quite sad Um, but there has been studies that show that it can be hereditary but I also think that with the nature side, people can use that as a, I don't want to say an excuse, but, well, my family's like this, so that's how I'm mm-hmm. like this, and yeah. I think, like, it's not fair to just then put the, everything back in your parents or your caregivers because you you make the choices in your life, so mm-hmm. it should be up to you to how you then um turn out. But in saying that, if you are potentially going to the nurture side, if you have been brought up in an environment that's, no safe, it's um, it's quite volatile, you maybe experience um, addictions, uh, mm-hmm. domestic violence, things like that, you are probably not going to have the best upbringing which then affects how you display behaviours in the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't set up again the rest of your life and that's not a predisposition for you to become a bad person, it just gives you less chances or choices
0: mm-hmm. because you
2: then act out of desperation which like a lot of folk that maybe come for a more nurturing family, a family that are going to give them love and care and support, I think support's like the biggest thing, you then have more choices in life to um, be better in your education, um, maybe have like more money and that is a very general term, mm-hmm. I'm not just saying if a family's abusive or whatever they don't have money but generally that yeah, is the kind right. of thing if you've got more money you do definitely have more choices so coming for a nurturing side If you have a better upbringing, generally, again, this is just my opinion, but generally you'll turn out a better person than if you come from a side that is isn't. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: so I kind of like, I kind of think like a lot, well basically pretty much everything stems from like, how you're brought up in like your childhood and Mm -hmm. stuff like i think like it makes up so much of the rest of your life like how you think how you act like your your morals like behaviors even like how you are in like relationships and stuff and it could even just be tiny things that you've maybe witnessed like as a child that then affects you like later on in life or whatever Mm -hmm. um but like what about like if there's say two kids like the one house right Mm -hmm. they've got the pretty much the exact same upbringing you don't know how they're kind of maybe there might be slight things that they might think they're treated on differently but exact same parents exact same house upbringing and stuff and then one of them turns out to be like a psychopath and one of them turns out to be (laughs) like the ceo of a business or something that's like yeah just like super nice and whatever like what about that
2: so with the psychopath thing there's studies that does say that um, if you're a psychopath you tend to have a certain gene in mm-hmm. your brain that makes you act in a psychopath manner i'm doing that in quotations because there's so many arguments for that Aye, it's not just like
0: going and killing Aye, and that, yeah like, you, it could, you could
2: be a psychopath and like live a relatively normal life you're probably mm-hmm. not so much a psychopath but probably everybody's made a sociopath mm-hmm. like quite narcissistic and um
0: what's that that they don't have like the em- they don't have empathy,
2: empathy. Aye, yep. yeah mm-hmm. so sociopaths, oh we're totally off topic but we'll go there um <laughs> sociopaths mimic people like to basically fit in in society they basically have to mirror because they don't have the same emotions mm-hmm. as uh, again quotations a typical person Yeah. so they then need to like kind of mirror basically to fit into society because it's really hard um mm-hmm. if you don't have empathy or you don't have certain kind of emotions to regulate yourself so um but anyway with the sociopath thing, so you go back to the two um, children that basically yeah. have been brought up. So what I would say is, a lot of how people act come for choices. It, it's fair enough to say like your upbringing really moulds you, and it probably does, but it can also then put you in a path to, well, this is how I'm going to react to how it, like that person that say, wants to become a psychopath they maybe didn't love their upbringing Mm -hmm. like they maybe saw it as like a totally different version as what the other person Mm -hmm. did Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah
1: do you do you think like so see on that point like i'm just thinking of the what you first said about like a happy upbringing versus Mm -hmm. like someone who's in that kind of vicious volatile environment and it's just like a horrible cycle that they can't escape Mm -hmm. but do you think like the two people? living in quite a happy family who've been loved and brought up together do you think that there's a certain pressure on children or people who are brought up with a loving family to you know do well in life so do you think like that ends up or being on the flip side making them think more negatively or like maybe puts them off so it's like someone in a bad environment can equally become a psychopath but you can also get someone especially if it's two siblings Maybe that competitive side or maybe their parents put like so much pressure on them that they think that They need to be like so good at everything and whatever that they just rebel So it's almost like
2: well Fuck yous. I'll I'll do what I like. I, and I'll be I, a psychopath. Basically, aye. <laughs> maybe noah. Um, fuck you to become a psychopath. It's <laughs> gonna go and kill folk <laughs> so, Because that's a bit extreme. Like you pressured me into folk oh, You horrible person. I don't <laughs> um, you wanted
0: what you But I get well your point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it doesn't almost always need to be a psychopath. It could be a person that's just committing criminal behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, just to well, they could fall in with a bad crowd. They could um end up like if they leave their family home they don't have money they don't have a job they then need to commit criminal behavior to survive basically Mm -hmm. so again it comes down to a choice but some like when you say choices people think like everybody have the same choices they don't like Mm -hmm. choices can be unfair you can have a choice that isn't great but it's still a choice like Mm -hmm. you pick one or the other um even if both are bad you still need to pick Mm -hmm. um which I think it is really difficult if you're coming for a family that do kind of think well you need to be the best you need to be in your a-game that can be loads of pressure on a person mm-hmm. um i feel yeah. like i've kind of circled away for your question but so, um,
0: I, I i would probably say i'm maybe steering a wee bit more towards like the kind of um nurture side like just mentioning like obviously mm-hmm. I think so much then from your childhood and like your parents and bringing and stuff can really shape you into the person you are but also on the flip side of that what about like so if there was somebody like a wee kid or whatever in a really bad upbringing like maybe get abused like yeah. sexually, physically, like emotionally, whatever it was and then they grow up to be the complete opposite and then they don't treat their children like that mm-hmm. like they're just basically the complete opposite person for what they've sought and they've made the choice to be like no, I'm going to do the opposite of that so yep. would you then say that in their kind of mindset and stuff that they've had since being a child or being born it's just been a really good one that they've then ended up
2: um, turning it that way? Aye, I, I think so but I think the main point there is the person who their bad upbringing becomes a good person they need to be empathetic because mm-hmm. they need to have had that experience and then think i will never make somebody all else right. feel like mm-hmm. that if you have somebody that don't have doesn't have any empathy for people they don't care how they then treat somebody so if that's all they've known they've lived in a family of abuse they then mirror and copy that and that just stems through the rest of their life because they don't care that they're making somebody else feel how terrible they felt when they were young mm-hmm. so I think for somebody to turn out and again massive sweeping statement because there's cases for either side but I think for somebody to turn it into a good person again Mm -hmm. in quotations um they need to have empathy they need to be able to um have relationships with other people and that doesn't just mean family, like friends, the wider community, they need to be able to like integrate themselves into those relationships to be a better person mm-hmm. and to realise well that's how I felt going through that experience and I'll never make somebody else kind of feel like that, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's
2: a good point. Thanks, yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: you've, um, you've obviously studied well. I'm saying obviously because I know but <laughs> Maybe other people don't know. Um, you've studied criminology and psychology. Um, just qualified last year. Well done, smashed that, mate. Thanks. <laughs> um, all those so, late night essays. All those late, ten minutes to hand in. Oh, literally the worst student ever. Got. Kimmy literally judges us so much because she was that person who would get a deadline on a day and then she would be starting it that day. She would start oh, her essay that day. She gets man. it. Like get her <laughs> plan and all that sort of thing, She would hand it in early. Me and Amy, um, well, I'm <laughs> embarrassed. That's an That's <laughs> an absolute <laughs> ick. Whereas me and Amy would be up to like your own time in the morning, like when I moved in with you at the start, I was just finishing like my final year, went I? and I was up to like half two three in yeah. the morning, sitting next to you with a laptop while you were snoozing and stuff. So. You I can't believe
1: that two people are ganging up in the first class honours shouldn't hear that. You know, we <laughs> <just laughs> dropped yourself. it. Had to drop it,
0: sorry. But then if we applied ourselves I, a bit exactly, better. Yeah, so maybe if we did apply ourselves yeah. a bit more, you, I course, course. yeah.
2: I started every essay the night before it was due, would be up to half five in the morning. I would need to be up at seven to then go to my work, I, so.
0: Is um, it, I think it's a talent book because you, you've done say. some essays in like one night, like 4,000 like, world essays yeah. in that.
2: After 14
0: cans as the own Red Bull. <laughs> I, I think that's a better talent than taking weeks to complete <laughs> exactly. an essay, so I know like,
2: who I would hire. Who's the <laughs> <a> real <serial laughs> one in here? It reminds me of the Derry Girls episode, when they've been studying all night, and she's had like so much cheap
1: like we energy goods. We haven't just. even covered the fan! <laughs> <laughs> they opened the blinds
0: in the sunshine. <laughs> oh, that is a good episode. If anyone's is... never watched Derry Girls, please oh, watch, watch it. it, the best. I, and watch that episode. No, that is funny. Um, but yes, we were those students who so were up to you on time. We just, we thrive under healthy pressure, don't we?
2: Absolutely. The pressure of a deadline. It's weird because in any other area of life, we are no like that. We love a list, we're so organised. And then for some reason, when it came to study, we're like, meh, I'll no. deal with that later.
0: I feel like my first three years, I was I was much better. It was my final year, I was so over it and I was like,
2: nah. No, I did six years of... Just that (laughs) same. Six years of cramming. It's been like
0: six months of the the year actually doing nothing and then three months actually doing
2: stuff
0: at the end. Um, So aye, so back to my point, you studied criminology and psychology at uni, so what made you want to get into that? What made you want to study that?
2: Um, I've always been quite obsessed with, um, obsessed is maybe the wrong that's a bit <laughs> um, fascinated will go by um, Like fascinated by serial killers or criminals in general and just like how their mind works mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting, be- well obviously I'm not a criminal So to then study well. somebody and like get into the mindset of how they work, how they think mm-hmm. Why do they want to commit crimes? Why do they want to... Well, go kill people. If you're talking about serial killers, yeah. Um When I was younger, I loved like a crime documentary. Probably I was too young to be watching them, but oh well. <laughs> Eugenie, <laughs> my wee grand, she was fine if I watched them. So um, I just watched them with her, and I feel like that's then travelled through the rest of my life that I've always been kind of fascinated by that mm-hmm. and like probably more so the criminal side but the psychology side as i've got older like how people relate to other people and relationships and how they then react to like people in their kind of wider environment so i i've always kind of really loved that um to yeah me. and
0: what would
2: your dream job be again um i would like to work with serial killers and do like kind of research papers and I, I probably couldn't help them as such but um i would like to get into the mindset of them it yeah. would be fab like even just to go in and in, in a, a kind of journalist type basis i wouldn't want to be a journalist but even just to like interview them to ask them loads of questions yeah um they would probably hate me because i'm so <laughs> curious and i'd be like and what about that and what about know. this i
0: am um, i'm very much obsessed with learning about people and stuff and how mm. they think and how they act and stuff like that like i love the psychology of people as well yeah um but see if you were to go in and interview serial killers mm-hmm. like could you shut off your emotions and know like react to like what they're telling you
2: um I don't know like well obviously I've never done it I think you but need
0: to be in the situation to
2: I I'd probably need to be in it but I would need to try because that's how you're going to get the best for somebody. I couldn't mm-hmm. go in with like a total judgy hat on, you would need to be very impartial, your questions would need to be very much straight to the point, yeah. with absolutely no emotion in it because that's how you're going to get answers for folk. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be hard, like um, well, I've obviously got empathy for people, so if they're talking about their victims or um, you know, other people that have been impacted by their crimes, and it probably would be really hard. Mm-hmm. So i maybe need to do it in like wee 10-minute stints. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, right, I'll be back go and scream in a room and then be back.
1: Do Was you think that there's part of you that would ever feel sorry for a serial killer or a psychopath who had that bad upbringing that we're talking about and mm-hmm. ended up in that situation, like, is there a part of you that would ever, you know, mm-hmm. like, emotionally feel oh god, you know, maybe I can understand why you did that? Like, because mm-hmm. I guess there's probably mm-hmm. a part of that as well. Like, it's it's easy just to feel sorry, of course for the victims or the people who've been affected but then it kind of just stems back to like asking really why did they end up in like why did they become that person like was it because it was they were nurtured to be that way or was it that something just flipped inside them that they 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 wanted to go and do things like that like would you feel sorry for a person's situation or would you find it hard to see
0: just before you answer that as well like Mm -hmm. we were going to touch on this but um with the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary and stuff coming out I think a lot of people felt sorry for him after mm-hmm. watching it like there was obviously some people that were like he's this he's that he's yeah. like evil whatever but there was actually some people who did feel sorry for him like after mm. watching it as well
2: right. so yeah um I don't know if feel sorry is the right term you could feel um like empathetic and yeah. I probably understand is a better word um if you can have a clear line of why they have acted like that, Mm -hmm. well, obviously, we have not had a bad upbringing, so we kind of comment on how that must feel or how that then affects somebody in later life. You can only take that for case studies or people that you know. Um, But I think if you will say, for instance, go back to the the nature, if you have got a gene in you that means you have absolutely no control over being a criminal, being um, a serial killer, if you believe that that is how people like how people react because their nature then can they help it i don't know if they can mm-hmm. like obviously i don't have that mindset so i don't know um but it must be terrifying for that person again not taking in away for any victims but to be a person that have the impulses and the urges and then think oh my god like this is going to change the whole course of my life if i act in this mm-hmm. but then being so compelled that you need to act in it, it must be so terrible. Mm-hmm. Equally, there's folk that are just generally evil. I would say they mm-hmm. just <laughs> thrive in like chaos. They thrive in misery and being bad to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the and probably going back to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, I didn't watch the full series. I watched the first episode and I was quite bored. Which. I don't know what that says about me. Um, <laughs> it wasn't <evil laughs> uh, was enough it, it wasn't his quick faces I would like, which is quite sad. Um, but I think for him, I think he was unwell. I don't think he was a psychopath. Because you can see, and Evan Peters played it absolutely perfectly, mm-hmm. just in that one episode that I watched, you can see that he's generally toying with how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Like he's really trying to like, no be the person that he is and no like commit the crimes but i think it is just in him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as yeah. such I didn't,
0: I didn't watch it i was just kind of taking snippets for, like tiktok and that, yeah. you know and um, hearing you kind of talk about it what was like what was actually his like upbringing like did that have an influence on oh, in what he was doing from,
1: or well from what i could see like on and obviously like amy's like actually studied it and done like real life like obviously studies on it but obviously I'm just basing it on watching the adaption of it on Netflix but for me what I could see was that he had a pretty kind of isolated upbringing like he was kind of left like his, his mum basically fucked off and left him and he was left like staying with his dad his dad then had a partner and he kind of lost interest and I think he just always felt like he was alone mm-hmm. and i think he obviously kind of got picked on and stuff as well like growing up his part of school and things like that because he, he he was seen as being a little bit different which isn't wrong to be different mm-hmm. but i think that played on him and um, i think the fact that he always felt alone when it came to his victims like that was the whole point like he, he never wanted them he wanted to, leave. to leave he yeah. was working company he wanted really? company because he'd never
2: had that yeah just kind of gone in the first episode and this wasn't included in the kind of studies that I did in uni but um, was there like a taxidermy element like his dad showed him how to basically stuff like dead animals Aye, so that was in the first episode mm-hmm. wasn't it so I mean that's not a great thing when I mean, you're like six <laughs> no because I think it was his <laughs> well, dad, a dead bird, his like, dad had like it.
1: showed him how to obviously like cut up like Dead animals, blah 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 like dissect okay. and all that and then I think you kind of saw like snippets of him when he was in like a school classroom and it was a biology class and they were to cut something up and he was just absolutely in his element whereas everybody else was like <laughs> grew and like yeah God's a fuck like I have to <laughs> cut that up you serious whereas he was like yes like cutting stuff <laughs> like, up so, and yeah. you kind of seen that and then that was where obviously the obsession started to kick in like so again it was like you were like he's been shown things that you know, maybe played on him, he's then had that mm-hmm. slightly sort of like, like, bad upbringing, like mm-hmm. so it was all these things just added up to him, you know, becoming ill and, you know, wanting to act in that, and that certain yeah.
2: way, like, he had uh, brain surgery though, did he, mm-hmm. um, which his dad was thinking that he was totally different after the brain surgery, mm-hmm. so could that be going back to like your genetic, uh, not your genetic makeup, but like your kind of triggers in your brain, if someone was maybe affected in that surgery? That has then changed the whole rest of the course of his life it's no helping that it's lumping in that he's also really isolated he's not living in an ideal um family house it doesn't look the worst it could be but it's no ideal either yeah um but then that could be a like kind a medical side that it was affected by the surgery that he went through so mm-hmm. yeah I, I couldn't say i feel sorry for him i don't no. <laughs> but it probably is really unfortunate that that the people his victims then had to suffer because a surgery or how he um, was brought up—it's mm-hmm, it's not great. Yeah. But it does seem that it is attachment issue that he's got, and that could come back. Oh God, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> so your brain works like a <laughs> dizziness. <we> <laughs> so that could come back to. Um, if his mum left him so there's loads of studies into attachment um, kind of styles and if you don't form like a motherly attachment I'm saying motherly because it could be any caregiver that gives you motherly type love Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be your mum essentially Um, but a motherly attachment if you don't make those in the first two years of your life it then affects the rest of your life going forward so for a child that potentially doesn't have that love and the care and the attachment of a mother or a a mother type person Mm -hmm. um, it does affect how you then relate to people for the rest of your life and that could be like again normal people in quotations um, if they don't have those kind of attachments then it does it affects everyone Mm
0: -hmm. i always kind of stress about like if we were like having kids and stuff like, there's so much pressure in like bringing that wee child up like because you're literally like you are like basically
2: shaping you need them, to mold them into and a good you're person you're shaping them into the
0: person yeah. and like the, the slightest like we think could like Put that off course, or could make them think a certain way it's like do you cuddle them too much and then they're just like needy or do you know cuddle them enough and then they've got like attachment <laughs> issues it's they're like, like chloe needy uh, yeah, honestly, cuddle constantly yeah honestly i'm like so i'm a very overthinking as it is but i overthink that a lot as well like there's such a pressure to like bring in that wee that wee kid up i don't know i think i've asked a couple of people about it i was like do you like have pressure when you have this wee baby and then they're like no, you just bring them up. And I'm like, maybe I'm just so like I, don't, <laughs> I think, don't think like don't you. <laughs> think, no, and
1: I think, like, see, everybody's going to have a different way of parenting. And yeah. mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like, everybody's got their own take or their opinion yeah, on it. And it's kind of what suits you. But there's limitations to that. Like, you can you can bring up that child the best that you can or mm-hmm. what you think is the best way. But see, at the end of the day, they're going to make their own life choices. So, but- you know you you can only control you can't control them for the rest of their life which I think is why some people do turn out to be Mm -hmm. like psychopaths or rebel because the fact that their parents have tried to just wrap them in this wee bubble their whole life and not let them make their own choices or let them do what they want to do with their life it's like you do what I say you study what I say you do this you do that you live your life the way that
2: I've Set out, yeah. Don't yeah. you make your own life choices? I think, not I think that's a that pressure is common for parents as well. But you need to remember, a person goes into like the world. God, that sounds so cheesy. But they, <laughs> the world. But they then like interact with a wider community. They're not just interacting with like their mum and dad or their caregivers. Uh-huh. They're interacting with teachers at school, doctors, nurses, um, their friends, like pu- mm. other pupils. So every single person that they come into contact with also it's shapes how they're eye. gonna be mm-hmm. so as much as like obviously the parent's main role is to make sure that they are cared for and they're supported um, there is obviously like other kind of factors that come into how a person turns out mm-hmm. yeah
0: right. pretty deep <laughs> That's pretty deep
2: jesus <laughs> 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 um, so do you have any other... that's what she said <laughs>
0: For oh my sake, goodness! <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any other points on the nature versus nurture argument?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think the main takeaway is that it's really difficult, and I don't think there's a right or wrong. There's studies for each side. Mm-hmm. We probably in our lives know people from each side that have certain tendencies because it's been hereditary, but also equally, um. Kind of arguments for the nurture side that they think probably come back to what you said earlier about coming for a bad upbringing and then turning into a really good person we've got somebody that's quite close to us that that was how that's how their life turns out mm-hmm. um and again that i think that has just been a really empathetic and kind person at heart and knowing that they'll never ever want to treat anybody else like that so as it's difficult and there's obviously going to be arguments for the other side, and there'll probably be folk screaming at this podcast, going, I do not agree with anything you're just <laughs> saying, but that's fine. Um, but we could literally talk about it to like the end of the earth and never come to a conclusion. But yeah, it's well, I'm
0: going to push you for one. So, oh. in one sentence, what is your opinion on the nature versus nurture argument? Sum up in one sentence.
2: Okay. So, probably quite loosely, I would say that people are a product of their environment. More than genetics, Mm -hmm. and that influences the kind of person that they're going to be. What about you, Kimmy? Sum up in one sentence. No pressure. (laughs) I've got like
1: (laughs) four duthy eyes on me right now. (laughs) 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 Sounds like a monster, a alien or something, but that's what it feels like. uh, That's
0: because you could talk for Britain, you can't sum it up. I find it really hard
1: to (laughs) summarise. I kind of am going to go on the same kind of side as Amy. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the environment that you're brought up in. Yep. I think a lot of people blame it on genetics and loads of different things and there's loads of arguments for and against, but I would, yeah. That's probably three sentences at least there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that um, I echo what Amy said <laughs> and I usually say the hustle. What are I, you are going to say? Yeah. I usually
0: do. Uh, I would probably say the same. I, I think it's very much... I'm probably more so on the nurture side, but then I'm also like, it depends. Mm-hmm. Which is a really shit answer, like, I hate when folks <laughs> say it depends for so no, much. Like no. but, but, arguments for either side, so yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say I'm, I'm maybe slightly more, I'd say 60-40 probably, onto the, the nurture side.
2: But that is not a side, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 60-40.
0: that's a wee slight. Well, ish. So slight-ish to that side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, very much, it depends. Is, yeah. It's like summer. you
1: being a bisexual and just dipping your tea in one <laughs> thinking, I'll just dip my toe in the other pool this week. <laughs> like, I'll just
0: say bisexual, keep our options open. I don't geo. need to be decisive. <laughs> I'll just sit in the middle. Uh, be Switzerland. Um But yes, that was very, very insightful. This is actually our third take of this because <laughs> Stuart walked in on the first take
1: we done because he forgot
2: his van keys and yeah. Amy
0: was like Stuart!
2: <laughs> I didn't realise how I said his name that was really horrible <laughs> I'm working in that
0: and then the second take Amy just Froze, <laughs> <laughs> shut <herself>. us
2: <laughs> Forgot to read my notes
0: and freaked. <laughs> Aye, let's we get a page of notes and forgot to read them. Um, but yes, the take three has been a very successful one. So if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, we very much appreciate it and share it as always. Give us your feedback. Let us know your opinion on it. We would love to hear it. Um, so yeah, let us know your opinion on it. But we hope you've enjoyed this episode.
1: This has been two dykes, one
0: mic, over and out. Two dykes, one mic, one hetero. Oh, sorry. Two dykes, one <laughs> oh, mic, yeah. one thanks hetero. Thanks for having
2: me, guys. I should have said that earlier. Oh,
0: I wish you'd actually really say this. See, we see what's that. Exactly. <laughs> see, it's still a work
2: in progress. It's still a work
0: in progress. <laughs> but, but yes, thank you so much for coming on and being our first guest. We uh, very much appreciate it. And I've learned a few things in this episode as well. Well, so.
2: oh, that's good. But thank thanks you so, much. so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Did you enjoy your first time on?
2: Take three, I preferred. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy you? it was good. I'll definitely never listen to it back, but, because I hate the sound of my own voice, but, aye, I really enjoyed it. I can be a guest every week if one. <laughs> we but She's just never going to listen
1: to them. Yeah. <laughs> We've lost one follower.
0: <laughs> Sorry. God damn. Um, but yes, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed that. This has been Two days One Mic, One Hetero this week. Over and out. See ya.